All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to episode 10 of Frankly Speaking. I'm Daily Faceoff Hockey Insider Frank Saravalli, and this is our weekly one-on-one interview series with some of the biggest names in the hockey world. Today, we're going to be joined by Regina Pats General Manager and Head Coach John Paddock, who just wrapped up coaching and managing Connor Bedard for his entire three-year run in the WHL, and we will get into what makes him the clear-cut number one overall pick and generational talent that he is, some behind-the-scenes insight and information. But first, I need to let you know that Frankly Speaking is presented by ProLine Plus, not just another sports book. It's the only sports book that gives 100% of its profits back to Ontario. ProLine has been your local trusted sports book for over 30 years, now offering Ontario sports fans more ways to play in-store, online, or take the game on the go with the ProLine app with your favorite sports and events right at your fingertips. Download the ProLine app and bet in app with ProLine Plus today or head over to ProLinePlus.ca to learn more. That's right. We're going to be joined shortly by John Paddock, the, the Regina Pats general manager and head coach. He's best described as a hockey lifer, someone who played in the National Hockey League, was coaching and a GM as well in the National Hockey League, was inducted into the American Hockey League Hall of Fame in 2010. He has won three Calder Cup championships as a head coach with the Maine Mariners, Hershey Bears, and the Hartford Wolfpack. He also coached the Winnipeg Jets for parts of four seasons, was the head coach in Ottawa, in 2007-08 and has spent many, many years at varying positions, levels in NHL and AHL front offices. 
uh, and as well has been in Regina for the last nine years. Let's dive into our conversation with John Paddock. John Paddock, the wounds are still fresh after a game seven loss earlier this week. And the quote from your ace play-by-play guy, Dante DiCario, was uh, devastated, was the word to describe Connor Bedard and his feelings. I was curious uh, what the emotions are like for you, knowing that that's the last time uh, you'll have that group together, uh, including headlined by Connor Bedard. Uh, I think it's devastating. I think you find all sorts of words and sports when you lose a game seven and a little different in junior hockey when there's players graduating, et cetera, his situation. So uh, it was very hard. Uh, it was a really well-played series by both teams and sort of anybody's game right till about three minutes left in it when at their third goal. So uh, it was very, it was very hard for everybody. And, and uh, I know it was really hard on him. Yeah, certainly uh, understand. Uh, the impact that he's had just even, you know, getting your team in a spot like that to be in a game seven, 20 points in, in seven games in the playoffs. You guys were 29 points uh, south of Saskatoon in the standings this year. But I think everyone's curious, John, just your perspective of you, you've spent a lifetime in the game. You played against Wayne Gretzky. You coached against Gretzky in the same division for a number of years. You've seen all of the generational talents come together can you give us some kind of perspective of, you know, where, what's it like working with Connor Bedard and being around him on a daily basis? Well, it's, you know, there's a lot of objectives to, to say that it's like, you know, he's just elite at everything he does and he's elite at handling many situations. He's been not forced into, but media stuff, uh, fan stuff uh i probably don't even know half of the fan stuff but there's been a lot of crazy things happening in regina and i see them a little bit more firsthand when we're on the road and uh not unlike maybe some situations in nhl you know you the team leaves in the bus and and a different way out of a hotel and uh to go to the rink and and the same people that were in the hotel already reached to the rink and that was happening with us this year and and trying to get close to him or get an autograph. So um, he's just handled everything like he's been doing it all his life, sort of. In an odd way, kind of has he been doing it a lot of his life? Well, I, I think so. Uh, you know, I'm not, I, I know a lot of details of, you know, from the time he hit 14 before we ever drafted him of different things happening. But uh, certainly he's had, he's drawn more attention because he's been a, a star in the tournaments that go across the world for, for quite a while. And uh, so in some ways he's used to it, but I think the level ratches up each level of the game that he goes to and it'll continue next year. Has his game ratcheted up? Like when you see Connor Bedard stepping into Regina as a, as a 15 year old to, to the time he leaves, what kind of growth have you seen? Well, yeah, some physical growth for sure. And I think some uh, maturity growth in that, you know, just he's still beyond his years he was to start with. But, you know, he certainly the last half of the season, he molded his leadership role, his captaincy into just being a little more 
uh, direct or verbal. You know, I'm not quite sure. You know, you're not in the dressing room all the time with players, but I know that he just stepped that up as, as time went on to um, demand maybe more out of his teammates would be a way of describing it. Mm-hmm. And his his game has, you know, what he's done is is crazy to have 20 points in seven playoff games or the end of the regular season games and uh, the first couple of playoff games, it was something like 20 points in four games or something like that. So it's like he's done everything to show that he could be or is going to be what people have been saying he's going to be. Uh, the number that blows my mind is he finishes his WHL career as a two point per game player, which is, it's crazy. Um, you, you mentioned how he stepped up his leadership um, as the year has gone on and, and throughout his tenure. What's he like uh, to coach? What's the coachability factor in the sense of his hunger to learn uh, the time spent on his game, but also just, being receptive and listening to whatever it is that you or your staff pass along. Yeah, he, he touches all those bases, and, it, and it's it's pretty <clears throat> unique. Um, he he listens. He's receptive. He wants to learn. He wants to be the best. And I think it's it's really good for us this year, myself and the assistants, because he can challenge you, like uh, you, know, you know, in ways that. Well, I very seldom, very seldom see it. Like, you know, it'll be coach going over a drill on the board and on the ice and, uh, you know, maybe misses a detail and he's saying, well, do we do that like this or do it like that? Like he's, there isn't a moment that he's not um, paying attention, all bought in, whether it's practice drill in the middle of January or whether it's, a, you know, a, a structural thing and in going into playoffs and in series against the blades. Like he's, he's all, he's all ready all the time. How did that keep you on your toes as someone who has kind of been through a lot and seen a lot? Well, I think it just, it's just a sort of a challenge within yourself. Like, uh, you know, maybe some private conversations between him and I, where it's like, do you really think this is working or like he's, he challenges you. And, uh, it, you know, that's, in a very respectful way, but like he's, he just recognizes all the situations and is willing to change or tweak or challenge his own game to saying, do you think this could work? Or he's, he's just ready all the time. Young players are different today than they were 10 or 20 years ago. Do you find that yourself as a, as a coach and also as a manager, are you more receptive to having a conversation like that? Is it because of this, the player that he is, or is it because things have just changed in general? Uh, I think it's the, because of the player he is. At least I, I view it that way for myself or, and or our staff. Like uh, I've always felt that communication with all the players was, you know, was utmost uh, for me that came from, many years ago of time with Pat Quinn. So, um, you know, we and I talk to the players on an individual basis a lot. And I think it just evolves from having that kind of relationship, especially with your captain, like, you know, somebody that you're close to. Uh, you can say a lot of things and that actually builds the relationship. And so I don't think he's um, 
I think I do agree with you that society and everything is different, but I don't think he's any different. He just wants to be at the top and he wants to figure out a way to get there and, and help in that way and then go perform it on the ice. What is Connor Bedard's calling card? Like if we have someone listening that hasn't watched him intently, Gretzky was the vision, McDavid is the skating, Lemieux, the hands, whatever you want to call it. What is it with Connor Bedard that sets him apart? Well, I think the first thing you notice, um, if you haven't seen him before, if you're just watching a practice or a game is his shot. Like uh, I know he really watches a lot of Austin Matthews shooting or techniques or games or whatever. So there's some similarity there. And and his, uh, his seeing the ice passing ability is, you know, is the best there is in our league is, you know, is which one's going to be stronger if there is one when he turns pro. I don't know. Uh, I think that these guys all have this next thing too, but I had an NHL scout from a team that doesn't have any chance of drafting him. Um, say the other day he was at our game in game six and he said, you know, his determination and will was unbelievable. You just weren't going to lose that game. And I said, yeah, like on a scale of 10, his determination is 11. Like, so, but I don't think that that's unusual. I don't think that's unusual for Sid or McDavid. Uh, but those are things that I feel that he just is a step above everything else. You mentioned the shot. Is he the, you know, the the eye-popping total again with goals, 134 goals in the WHL in 134 games. Is he the best pure goal scorer that you've been around? Uh, Is he up there? This, certainly at this level. And I think it's just a matter of time of proving it uh, at the next level. You know, I, it's not that there isn't pressure, so I'm not putting the pressure on him by saying or thinking. I just try to be guarded and recognize that, you know, there's another league to do it in. I mean, and I say that because I had Timo Solani in his rookie year when he scored 76 goals. Like, that, that's that's a lot. That's not going to be broken. I don't expect that Connor McDavid or Connor Bedard's going to score 76, maybe in something in his career, but it's just, I think you just have to let him keep growing. But, you know, not just me, the nine years here in this league, but people who have been in the league for 40 years at some capacity have said he's the best they've ever seen. And mm-hmm. so those kind of words from other people, from people that you know know hockey and watch it, I think they carry a lot of weight. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. 
My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. They certainly do, and I, I, I hate to sort of keep expectations on him or, or set expectations. That's really kind of the toughest part about being in that spot, but everyone wants to know, like what, what is a realistic, and I don't mean point total, but like, what is a realistic expectation for what he's able to accomplish next year in terms of making an impact at the NHL level? Yeah. I'm sort of the same as you just said, the expectations, but I, I think I saw somewhere somebody's set like 30 and 30. I mean, I think that's, to me, that's, that's something that wouldn't surprise me and it'll be a, you know, a reasonable thing. And I think it's going to depend a little bit who ends up winning this lottery and where that team is going to go in his first year. And do they have young players already in the system that that team will be in the upper echelon or could be, or should be. I mean, I think there's a couple teams that have, have, have got that. I'm not going to certainly name them. I think there's a couple that are slimmer in, in the stockpiling young players. So I think that's going to be a factor in it and what they're going to, what their plan is, which they'll have to determine um, with where he's at. Nobody's at. Are they going to go after a certain type of free agent or some, you know, star one in a couple of years? I, I, it's just, there's a lot of unknowns there, I think, with who's going to take him and it'll take shape a little bit after the final standings are done and people can project and conjecture so forth. But, you know, as, as good as these players are, and you can see it from McDavid, they can't win championships by their own. They have to have lots of good players and teams around them. So this is just starting for the next organization that has him and we'll see. But I, I think that that's a, for me, that's a probably a reasonable number and wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. How did Connor Bedard impact the rest of your team? Like you mentioned the leadership component of it, but in terms of the growth that you saw from other players in your group that without maybe, you know, spending time around him might not have had the same development. Did that happen? Oh, I think for sure. I mean, I think it, it started probably even in the hub his first year and in, you know, very quiet ways. And the team is sequestered in a university for 60 or 70 days. I think some of his habits, his routines, and then this year we, we saw the growth from last year and we saw the growth, I think, from the last half of the year. Just when you're in that kind of environment of battling for position and uh, you have a player like him that, you know, has his ways. And I think there's a lot of guys that are close to him on the team and they pick up on those kind of routines and habits and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk about growth and and sort of, what the impact has been. You, we touched a little bit on on off ice and what that's been like, but just for the Regina Pats and and junior hockey in general, the sold out buildings, the the sort of tour that built up uh, as the season went along, and and the Pats schedule. What can is there a comparison there? Like, have you seen anything like that in terms of sold out buildings coming in to watch one player play and the interest level? No, for sure, it hasn't been for other people again, within the league or with other teams, general manager and other team comment on it. Like it, it was like a COVID relief fund. 
for, for, and that's not my words. That's somebody's words to me uh, from a team. And, you know, somebody else said like, you know, picked hockey up in the grassroots again, because it's been a slow recovery as it has been a lot of things from COVID, you know, for people in the buildings and, you know, uh, we sold out Medicine Hat twice in a row. They'd never had a sellout in in what we still call a new building that's probably like five or six years old. Never had one, and came you know both of them games were sold out. The same in Lethbridge, and it even started. It started when we went to British Columbia in November before the World Junior. We sold out two games in Winnipeg and then sold out every game in BC. And the only one we didn't was hitting Edmonton on the way back, and that was probably only because. He hadn't played in that, in that World Junior, so we'd actually gone about 20 straight sellouts on the road going into the playoffs, and then Saskatoon was sold out in, well, I guess just in game four, they were sold out, there, but they had great crowds for those other two, so, and we started having sellouts uh, and high crowds shortly after the World Junior was done, of course, and so it's... Uh, I think it has really rekindled a little bit hockey in Western Canada at the grassroots level. And certainly as one manager quoted me, it's been a relief fund for teams for sure. It's an amazing quote. Um, You mentioned how it seems pretty natural that Connor has dealt with the pressure of just, you know, sort of living up to the expectations and the fans and everything else that comes with it. There's only a few players that have come before him at that age that really understand what that's like. Who do you find that he relies on? Who does he lean on for guidance, uh, advice, sort of mentorship to help him with, you know, anything that he wants to talk about? Um, well, to some extent, myself and our staff, I think I think the, the more important people or the bigger impressions are what he's had longer. I think, you know, it's, it's sort of like a broken record we keep saying, but it's so true and it's it's valid like his he is brought up right and, and his parents have done a wonderful job of values and humbleness etc and again like it's it becomes repetitive but it's true from them and it and his agency group uh, Greg Landry handles him mostly for the group but you know Donnie Meehan's been doing this for over forty years and I think he's got a very experienced leadership group there uh, that you know he can reach out to any time but believe me they're reaching out to him a lot because he's the next big client and and there's things you have to keep an eye on so I think those three things but I think it it certainly starts with his parents Mm -hmm. and has had a lot of support from as you mentioned your staff and the Pats Um, John, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to to have a player like Connor Bedard come through your organization. What's next for you? I, I doubt at some point you envision being behind the bench again. Um, you, you're coached. You're, you've been managing this team for a while. You've done almost everything in hockey. You're 68. What what comes next? Uh, that I'm not sure of. Uh, I do know my age. I do know that uh, I had some stuff last this time last year and a little bit earlier so right now it's still it's still really busy um there's more of the managing per month before draft and uh i guess i'll just say we play it by year and at this point but i do know my age 
and uh, there's lots of factors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, the health factors. Obviously, your your battle with COVID and and lymphoma at the same time uh, certainly uh, was was written about. Um, you know, when you have someone like Bedard comes come through, does that give you a little shot in the arm yourself as you've been through this? Well, for sure. Like, I mean, uh, you know, from day one, we, you know, of keeping the lottery pick when we drafted him, that was an exciting time. And, you know, it's just sort of like his next step here. You don't know absolutely for sure that he's going to be like he is, but he was everything that we thought and more. And that itself was exciting. I remember the, the keeping the lottery as very clearly where I was right in our kitchen in her house here and you know I remember saying to I guess our writer a radio station here after we kept the lottery like are you going to take him for sure I said well without doubt like this you know it was clear to everybody what he was like so uh, unfortunately with COVID you know I think we missed we did miss a year you know no fans could come to even watch the games in the hub and the excitement that that would have started even sooner um I, I told this story lots. Uh, I, w- I wasn't in the hub myself. I was just managing, and I was talking to Dave Struess, the coach, through the glass, which we weren't even supposed to be doing in these rules. And he said, what did you think the first day? And I said, well, the 15-year-old looked like a 20-year-old, and the 20-year-old looked like a 15-year-old. And like he was clearly the best player. You know, we stepped on the ice for the first time with us. And so, you know, he's kept it really exciting around – us as a team in the, in the city of Regina and as we could play out of our conference or division, which we didn't even do the first or second year, it's really only been one year where we've been, he's been able to showcase his talents for the league and the league's been able to get a lot of notoriety out of it. So there's been a lot missed because of the COVID situation, but it's certainly you know been exciting and fulfilled here in the last six months. And John, just in the same way that there was no doubt that that's who you'd be picking with the first overall pick in your draft in the WHL, the same uh, no doubt exists with Connor Bedard now this time around 2023 NHL draft. Thank you so much for your time, John. Always great to catch up with you and really appreciate your insight on not just Connor, but also the entire junior hockey landscape and to see how much that's changed during his run through the WHL. Thank you very much, Frank. My pleasure. So good to catch up with John Paddock, one of the most well-respected and well-liked soft-spoken hockey guys uh, that you will come in contact with, as you could tell by the conversation. Uh, Just a legitimate font of knowledge and information. He's seen it all, uh, as mentioned. Played against Wayne Gretzky, coached in the same division against Wayne Gretzky. Uh, Obviously, same thing with Mario Lemieux and had Timo Solani for his rookie season of 76 goals. I'm amazed that... When you you talk to John Paddock, I love that you just get a straight answer. What's a realic, realistic expectation for Connor Bedard next season in the NHL? 30-30, certainly not out of the question. That seems reasonable. Um, and so something like that, plus the story of the first ever day Connor Bedard is on the ice with the Regina Pats. A 15-year-old looked like a 20-year-old, and their 20-year-olds looked like 15-year-olds. If that doesn't say enough about Connor Bedard and his not just skill level, but then as you heard through the tale with John Paddock, uh, his his work ethic as well, 
Uh, certainly a bright, bright NHL future. That'll do it for today's edition of Frankly Speaking, which is presented by our friends at ProLine Plus. Not just another sports book, it's the only sports book that gives 100% of its profits back to Ontario. ProLine has been your local trusted sports book for over 30 years, now offering Ontario sports fans more ways to play in store, online, or take the game on the go with the ProLine app with your favorite sports and events right at your fingertips. Download the ProLine app and bet in app with ProLine Plus today or head over to ProLinePlus.ca to learn more. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.